Tom, we're sitting here in the quiet auditorium at the, the Abbey Theatre, yeah, yeah. the, the quiet stage. Um, it hasn't been like that for the past uh, number of shows since the Dorian Gray opened. Um, yeah. It's been full houses. It's been a bit of a roller coaster. Pretty much, yeah. It's been, uh, it's been lovely. It's been lovely. It's been, it's been fantastic. I haven't we? Um, I certainly didn't expect uh, the houses to be as full as they have, but um, it's been great. It's been fantastic. Even through previews, I think we were sold out pretty much most of the time. So, yeah, we've had a good very good audience. Let's start at the start. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm 22. Um, this is my first professional job. Um, I've just graduated from um, from the drama school in RADA in London about two, three months ago. I grew up in England, um, but I've got, you know, like a lot of people, I've got my own personal ties with this country and everything. Um, I always sort of wanted to be an actor. I'm, I was never really, I was never really a kid from like any big sort of theatrical-minded family or one of them. Not really. Just what I wanted to do. Um, yeah, I left school when I was sixteen, and I went to college, and I did um, an acting course there for a couple of years, um, three years actually, and then yeah, and then I went to drama school, and here I am. Here, here you are the on, on the indeed. big stage. Yeah. Um, and the process, was it an intense process to get to this point um, to be casted as Dorian in, in a very big production? And the casting, itself, well, it was, yeah, I, I suppose it was really. I had to do three auditions in London. It was the first um, first audition that I'd gone for, really, at, at the end of drama school and everything. You know, it was the first professional gig I'd gone up for. And there were three auditions, each was about an hour long with Neil and... Um, casting director and yeah it was um I, I i was enjoying it i wasn't expecting to get the part i was doing it really for the experience of it to be honest that was the for me that was the great thing i had this i'm suddenly being asked to come and audition for this with this great director you know for this play and i was started to read the novel because i hadn't read the novel before and i well, fell in love with the novel and i read it over the auditions um and uh, and yeah, like and then when I when I got the part in the end, I was I was blown away. Really. Tell us a little bit about that relationship with Neil and how that developed from there to, to this point. Neil, Neil's been fantastic to work with. That as well, on, on you know, my, my first job again, uh, to work with someone like Neil with his experience and his talent and his, his wisdom is, uh, has been, uh, it's been like another, another training in itself, really. Um, and I'm very lucky to have worked with him, but you know, I um, it's never really felt like oh, this is for me. It's never felt like oh, this is big Neil Bartlett. Oh my God, blah blah blah. Because he's been so good with me, and he's worked with me very very closely. Your debut is at Ireland's National Theatre um, on Indeed. on the Abbey stage. Yeah. Uh, how have you been finding um, performing here in terms of you know the atmosphere, the audience, and and the team that are behind you here at at the Abbey? 
Well, it's a huge honour to start with, you know, to be to be at Ireland's National Theatre in itself playing, you know, a, a, a large part is it is a complete, absolute honour. And how how have you found the audiences? Have they been responsive, and have you met them afterwards? Yeah, what sort the, of the audiences have, you been, have been great. The audiences have been, <laughs> have been lovely. They are they're still all there at the end, so we're doing okay. Like <laughs> I think, you know, but um. You know, yeah, in the bar afterwards, every, everyone seems, you know, very, very responsive. The, the, the Irish, it, it's, it's, it's taken me by surprise um, coming over here to, to, to live for the first time. Um, just how, just how much theatre resonates with the Irish people. How, how important it is here, it, like more so than it is in London. I think because London is just, just too busy. There are too many influences and people, and but here there is a real, there's a deep respect and so there's something about theatre and the arts and culture here that is it's almost I, I don't know it's just it's it's fantastic to see to see people packing out this theatre every night you know to to see the play and um again at, at, at the Abbey as well I've you know I've been I've been taken back by by the all the teams through the Abbey the, the front of house team are, are all lovely great you know we have a good crack we get on very well and all the different teams around the abbey all the marketing the wardrobe the hair and makeup everyone is all all fantastic but all working towards the same thing and keeping a really there's a lovely atmosphere about this place it's a it's a nice it's a nice little home for a few months So Tom, we've moved down into the, the basement of the Abbey yeah, and da- down into your dressing yeah. room where you, um, I suppose at the start of each night, start to take on the Dorian character. Um, just tell us a little bit about how you went, went about taking this youthful, innocent boy through to a man full of mm-hmm. sin and how you do that each night. What, what, what sort of a mind frame do you get into? Uh-huh. Um, well... His, his life is never um, spelled out. It's never explicit. Wild was always very careful to, to, to do that. It's always it's always it's always the power of suggestion with him. It's always the unsaid. It's always his his biggest pleasure is living a double life. So you see a lot of one life and you don't see a lot of the other. You just see the effects that that has on him as a person and his behaviour and how he thinks and how he you know he he lives for himself. He is he's essentially I suppose a very selfish character. But then. But the truth is, we all are. I, I think. I think in terms of, of of scene to scene and to map out the 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 change in him is the one of the biggest things I always found about Dorian is is not that he doesn't change, but that he does, and very very much so. It's just his looks. Uh, they they always remain the same. You you just I suppose you just you just play you play the the text for what it is, and you 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 have all the answers there. You you. Dorian behaves in a certain way through each scene for his own reasons that I, that I, that I have invented, obviously, and the audience will as well because there's something there's something about Dorian that asks a question in all of us and everyone. It's it's the idea that he's not just a, a villain. He's not just a 
a bad person. He is he's a person that, whose head has been turned very young. You know, there are there are slight references to this dreadful childhood he's had through the play. You know, and you know he's 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 kind of lost. He's a lost boy, but with a lot of charm, really. And he meets maybe the wrong person, and he you know this 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 curse happens. This thing with the portrait, and you know the the questions asked like if 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 we all could get away with it in the way he could, you know it asks the question: wouldn't, wouldn't we all do that? So so. That's why I find him very, very interesting. I suppose, and you, you just you play you play each scene for what it is. You see how Dorian acts, and how he reacts to people, and you, you, you as an actor, you fill in your own blanks for what his life might be like, what he's doing. Have you a particular line from the show that is one that tickles your taste buds, one that just really rings true <coughs> to you as being your favourite line? That's one of Lord Henry's lines. When we are happy, we are always good. But when we are good, we are not always happy. Because it's so true. So true. It, and it's a very human phrase. It's, you know, it, and it's very, it's, it's filled with that kind of electric danger of what Lord Henry's actually saying. You know, he's quite, it's quite a dangerous outlook on humanity that he has, really. And it's quite exciting as well. But, it, you know, there is, there is truth in when we are happy we are always good but when we are good we are not always happy And so finally, Tom, what, what, does, what does the future hold? You may not know, but what would you like to see in your biography or your CV in the future? Um, not pub jobs and McDonald's and <laughs> not part-time work. That's what I want. I want a career, man. Of course I do. Of course I do. That's what every actor wants. We want to we wanna be able to work and support ourselves off of the back of what we love. Um, I want... Um, I, I, I'm sure I'll... Uh, I'll be going back to London for a bit after this and hopefully have a bit of theatre work there or, or maybe some some screen, some camera, I don't know. Um, I always want to be involved in theatre. Theatre is very important. Um, but then I, w- I want to come back here as well soon, you know, um, go and you know do something in London for a bit and then I'd love to come back to the, the Abbey at some point, you know. I, you know, what I want to do is I want to work. That's what I want to do. Well, Tom, it was fantastic to get your thoughts and your insights into uh, the, the picture Dorian Gray production. Thank you. And I'm going to go and let you get the, the hair and makeup done. Um, <laughs> you, you have another show on this evening, another full house, and we wish you all the best with it. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Owen. Pleasure. Pleasure, sir.